Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are back at it again doing the AM podcast. Got myself Pete here with Dixon. We are up early in the morning because we are talking with someone from Poland about one of my favorite masters that I just played at the Houston GT Sand Deep. Uh, hey, specific, so you're, what, too, what, you're too what? you're too subtle. You <laughs> soloed Sand Deep the entire weekend. That's Literally fair. against sharks. Because I don't think I had a, an easy opponent the entire weekend. I the only easy game I had was round one and then after that it was a it was a smash fest for sure. But uh, yeah, we're talking about Sandeep, specifically the Fauna Magic. I, I will talk our, with, I'll ask some questions about our guest with the first version of Sandeep, probably towards the end of it, just because I I, had, I have no reps with Sandeep 1 because I've been enjoying the title so much. But we do have Bartek with us from Poland uh, to hop on and talk about Hello. the Fauna Magic. How's it going? Oh, it's great. It's uh, almost a sunny afternoon. So it's not AM here. Uh, the sun's thanks. not even up here yet. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. It's it's really a, a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I will say I I don't know if you're the inspiration, but when we talked about Sandeep in the Arcanist episode, we're like, ah, oh, Sandeep's not that good, not that good. Uh, Edic specifically was like, yeah, you're wrong. So I don't know if you were playing Sandeep a lot, where people are like, yeah, Sandeep's actually pretty good. So I don't know how much you've been wrecking people, Bartek. I, um, it was my first master. I started Malifa with Sandeep. Uh, I was going to go with Bayou, to be fair, but Edex told that, so I had to go the <laughs> second best thing. So it landed on Arcanists and, and Sandeep, and uh, it's amazing. I, I think that sometimes when the stars are right, you can pull out some crazy combinations and uh, de- destroy <laughs> someone's game. Have you been uh, enjoying the title for quite a while now since it's been out? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I have been playing the title a lot. And to be fair, I have been playing almost exclusively the Font of Magic uh, because mm. it, it feels kind it's of better. It's really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so how, and... how did your solo and Deep Weekend go? It went pretty good. I went. I ended up going four and two, and we'll definitely reference a lot of that because, um, and four and two against some really good points. The only ones I lost to is I lost to Angel, who I only lost by two points, and he killed Sandeep turn two. Oh, that's so painful. Yeah, it was, but the crew was good enough where I grinded out, and it was it. It could have been a draw. I don't think I had a line of play to win, um, but Angel just kept making pretty solid plays throughout the game so what uh, what did he he, play uh he played brewmaster one oh okay so he was able to lure sandeep out and smash him (laughs) to to be honest pete i would have fallen for that too because i'd be like it's brewmaster one i didn't fall for it i just 
I kind of gambled, and, you know, that's fine. But then the other game I played, uh, I basically, it was against Travis, who's a really good uh, Texas player, and he played Double Master into Cursed with Shen Long and uh, Yoko, or not Yoko, um, um, what's the other, what's the, what's the, yeah, there it is, Misaki, the Shadow Marker chick. And I, I think I had a win lined up there, except for I missed a Shadow Marker that allowed uh, her to basically pop up and, and kill uh, kill Sandeep to score, assassinate, and to get a curse point. So yeah. that swung it in his direction. So it was, I mean, but both games I had ability to win and play, and Sandeep is very flexible because of that. Yeah, that's actually one of the reasons why I made that. I remember when I was telling you about the I, I made Europe proud. <laughs> you know the, the War Machine rules I was telling you about? One of them was like true line of sight is treasonous. Yeah, like that's the, that's why I used to force myself to go to my opponent's side to look at you know things his uh, line of sight because yeah. of because that's so frustrating. I don't know how you're not upset about that because I would be. I still today to this day I'd still be talking about it. I was just kind of like, well, that's why I started messing with Travis. I was like, did you put that shadow marker there when I wasn't looking? Because I don't, <laughs> I didn't see that. No, uh, I, I think it happens uh, every time you play in a, uh, playing uh, against Misaki. The, some sometimes they just manifest spontaneously. Oh, they for sure do. Yeah, and before we get into talk about this awesome episode of Sandeep, though, make sure that you guys check us out. You can do that on YouTube. You can do it on our Discord, which is always, you know, honestly, I think my Discord channel has more non-American players on it than American. We have a ton of like <laughs> European and Australian and New Zealand players. So it's definitely, you. I'll, I'll wake up sometimes and look at the Discord and there's like five conversations that took place while I was sleeping. So it's a lot of fun if you uh, if you like talking Malfoy of all hours. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter. And then finally, if you want to support us directly, you can do that at patreon.com slash ragebitwire. You can support us for as little as a dollar. And then you can also uh, put in our affiliation link to uh, to send us some money if you uh, buy stuff from Weird. Gives us a small percentage. You just go to give us your money, please. Thank you. Dash weird.com slash ragebitwire. And a little bit of that goes back to the podcast just to show your appreciation if you don't want to be a patron. So we have the Fauna Magic. So the original version of Sandeep is this summoner. And he's kind of a weird summoner where he almost like throws out these little gammons and blows them up and has this weird kind of like, I don't know. It's a weird shell game that I haven't tried out yet, but I have tried the Fauna Magic, which is where we're going to start off. So the Fauna Magic has a couple of really, I'd say key abilities. So starting with the master. So he has a mantra that lets you slide your markers around, or you can slide even your opponent's markers around. I found that convenient in a lot of situations. Like if Maw puts me in a pit trap, I can move the pit trap so that way I don't take like injured 10. Um, so that's been nice before. Uh, also, one with everything is it's kind of, I wouldn't say good, but it's it makes it where you don't, your models don't uh, hinder each other okay. and you don't accidentally like stack a bunch of fire onto like your ice golem. If you do it that way, uh, oh, but that's, it's one with the... that's way better than this. Yeah. yeah. Going through ice pillars also. Yeah. You can, you can walk through ice pillars. That's super yeah. annoying. Yeah, like, so just to ignoring, me... ignoring all your shockwaves, all the abilities, if you want to, 
um, all the demisabilities, I should say, all the markers. And it's definitely in a lot of situations you're just like, yeah, I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, one of the games, what I, what I was saying is you put like three or four ice pillars and you could still see through them and go through them, but I couldn't. And it was yep. just frustrating. I'm like, this is so like one-sided. <laughs> I need to get out of here. <laughs> you, you, you cannot see through them. Uh, I thought they you could. could. No, because when you ignore terrain, the rulebook says but that oh. there are terrains that you can ignore and others that you cannot. So you ignore uh, impossible and hazardous and severe, I think. Oh, good to know. I did not know that. But you don't okay, ignore so blocking. Yeah. Yeah, and then probably the biggest ability that I think I get the most out of, and I think you'd agree, Bartek, is the student of all ability. Where you get to pitch a card, if there is an elemental within six inches of you, you can go ahead and pitch a card at the beginning of an academics activation to have basically that elemental do an action. The line of sight and range is drawn from the academic, but you can tell your elemental to charge, you can tell them to interact, you can you can do lots of things, tell them to, <laughs> tell them to do actions, tosses, all sorts of fun stuff. That is yeah, the bane of my fantastic. existence. Yeah, that's the beta of my existence. I, I, I've gotten used to it by now a little bit, but it's still like, all right, what are you activating? What are you doing? And, Obey. And if you haven't played against Sandeep before, either version, there's also the mantra. So whenever, and this is just a general thing for the keyword, whenever an elemental concentrates, if you're within six inch of an academic, it triggers their mantra to then happen as well. So that's when we're talking about like pitching a card to do an action or if we're talking about concentrating to do something, that's going to be what we're referencing through this podcast. Uh, so try to keep up, folks. There's a lot going on with Sandeep. And uh, I would say also the cool thing about this version of Sandeep Bartek is that he's also an elemental now. Oh, yes. So, so you can do all this with him. Yes, you can do all this, uh, all of this with him and... Uh... Being an elemental, him. yeah, Banasuva can uh, can um, it's uh, command the elements, I think, or Lord of the yes. Elements. Lord of the Elements. <laughs> yeah, Lord of I the like, Elements. So I like to say can... Lord of the Underworld is what I say when I do it. <laughs> yeah, Sandeep, he he kind of gets all that going. He is just a really solid kind of. He's really weird because he can be a support master, but he's also like, he can be pretty offensive as well. Um, so when you do a Sandeep activation, I mean, obviously we're going to do all the corner case situations, but um, I don't know about you, but a lot of my actions are spent on Aetheric control, which is the shockwave action. And then his bonus moment of reflection to do whatever shenanigans I need to do. So do you want to kind of explain how you use uh, Sandy Phonomagic Bartek? Well, that's that's pretty much it. I usually use free actions to drop free shockwaves. If, uh, well, the shockwaves, uh, so you haven't told that, so I will take the liberty and, and say yep. it. Uh, you, you don't drop a shockwave marker, you drop uh, ice pillar, spire marker or scrap marker. And um, depending on the type of marker you choose, you get different effects. So if my opponent is grouped up, I can drop three pyre markers. So they suffer like four or six damage uh, and a lot of burning. And they are standing in uh, pyre marker now. <laughs> so that's fantastic. And um, 
Ice pillars are okay because you can drop an ice pillar when you want to, I don't know, break line of sight to something. Uh, mm -hmm. Recently, I had to kill a model that was uh, standing um, inside uh, Yenza uh, and her aura that uh, makes models immortal. So I just dropped an ice pillar and now I can kill the model. Yep. And uh, scrap markers, you can drop scrap markers which um, make enemies stand. So you can stun enemy mark uh, riders, which is fantastic. Yep. And uh, it's a single action. So you can see there are three different uh, effects on a single action, which really builds the versatility of, uh, of Sandeep and his keyword. Yeah, and I think kind of what people need to realize is it, it's a shockwave off of that marker. So when you put these markers down, kind of like what you alluded to, you know, that pyre marker is a, is a 50 mil base. So it's two inches off of that is the shockwave. So there's been a lot of times where I'm hitting like five or six models with that shockwave just because of how massive it is. And it's a move 13 duel. So most models are going to need an eight to pass it. So to me, this is a lot more gross than say Wong because Wong you know it's like oh I think you take two damage or something like that or ah oh, you know it's not that big of a deal but no you're you're not only taking two damage but you're getting two burning every time you fail these and there's been many times where it's like yep I'm just gonna put three shock waves right there right there right in the middle of your crew and next thing you know everything has taken like four damage and four burning or you know two damage and two burning and the crew's really starting to look a little lean you also have the ability to give mass stagger, if I remember correctly. Yeah, from yeah. his demise. Yeah, so you can do the demise. So you can do just an unresisted one if you're close enough. Uh, his demise, if you're next to Bonasuva when you concentrate, you can just put staggered, you know, just on a model within uh, within one inch of a marker. That's six inches away, essentially. Um, and then if you bring Kendara, which we'll talk about, per as we go through like lists and stuff um you can discard a card with student of all to do kendara's gun to put out staggered on models and then you can start the shockwave nonsense that's the nonsense <laughs> that i was talking about <laughs> and that's, that's, that's just the beginning yeah and i've i've shot my own model and pulsed out staggered that way so i have never thought about this that's fantastic yeah because you don't you you just be like oh yeah. i hit with a two yeah yeah. So you can do unresisted, um, you can't, which is pretty fun. You so, can't uh, blast off of friendly models, but you can sure as heck do pulses. <laughs> can, can can you hit Sandeep himself? I mean, so it's Kantara making the attack, so she can hit Sandeep. Yeah, I think you, I think you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, as, as a Quick, player, back. <laughs> yeah, as a Sorider player, I can tell you, you can target your self, yeah. quote-unquote, uh, when you're doing the Arc Note thing. Zoraida nonsense. <laughs> Yeah, so the yes. deep nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also the scrap marker, if you we'll talk about the different golems um, as we go down kind of the lists here. But um, if you bring the metal golem or anything else with ride the rails, you can use uh, Aetheric control and put a scrap marker down 10 inches away to set up that nasty walk action. So something else you can do. I, I frequent the rail golem or the metal golem. So yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, I, I I was down on him, but he's very solid for the damage, even though he's stat 5, just because of the plus flip on the attack. Yeah, the stat 5 does hurt, because there are instances where you flip a 12, and someone cheats a 13, and you're just like, ah, well, missed. Okay, moving on. Yep. 
the other big action that you're going to have with Sandeep is his bonus. Uh, it's 14 inches. You don't need line of sight for whatever reason. And it's friendly only. So you can target even when you bring out a keyword models like, uh, you know, I don't know, Cassandra. She's a popular one. <laughs> but it ignores line of sight. Uh, and you get to choose two of the following effects. So you can either heal one, shield one, or move one. So essentially that could be heal two, shield two, move two. And you can pick any combination of that. Uh, so you can use that to get out of melee ranges. You can use that to uh, put a shield on something that you think is going to be a hot, hot target. And then the biggest one is you can heal. Uh, it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you bring like Cassandra and heal like for a turn, it's pretty good. That's that's a frustrating part because it, it comes with a trigger. This is not for a turn. It's eight a turn with Cassandra. Well, not only that, it's a built-in trigger, right? That's so the reason why. <laughs> you have swift action, which you get to do it again. So you're healing four with Sandy. If you bring Cassandra, you're healing another four. Yeah. Um, That's the, a full eight-point model. That's the low. Yeah. <laughs> if you only need yeah. a four to do this. Yes. Yeah, and he's very low intensive as far as, like, a master. Because you only need a five on Aetheric Control, and you only need a four on Moment of Reflection. So, yep. Um, yeah, pretty... pretty in not very card intensive. So the other trigger, though, that people, I think, definitely want to pay attention to, especially in your list building, is the uh, warp elements for the moment of reflection. Because you can pay for, like, a little four soul stone ice gammon, and you can just use warp the elements turn one or turn two to switch that then into a, um, into a wind gammon, which wind gammons are just better at scheming. They're faster. Uh, they also have a sweet demise that we'll talk about when we get to the gammon and golems, um, because the demise abilities on a lot of these golems and a lot of these models really make the list kind of sing. Yeah, um, especially the wing golem. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about my MVP here later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a very like when you activate Sandeep, it's really to I think his best activations are early in game. Like, I don't know if you agree, Bartek, but I seem to get, like, set up the pace of the game by really putting those shockwaves out turn one and turn two and just causing as much mayhem as possible. Yeah, because uh, you are probably going to hit something turn one, and uh, if uh, your opponent plays carelessly, uh, you can... You can discard the cards so the Banasuva tosses you. Even if he's standing <laughs> six inches away, he just yeah. tosses Sandeep, uh, tosses Sandeep ten inches forward, and then Sandeep drops three shock, my, uh, shock waves and uh, casts moment of reflection on himself, I don't know, twice to go back four inches. Yep. And so suddenly you are... <laughs> I can see Dixon's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> To the listeners, to, I'm over here just shaking my head in, in disgust. I'm just because I've seen all of the, like I, I I apologized before because I thought he was a bad master, but my God, I've been suffering through him for like the last well, six months. And, and here's the funny thing, kind of to give an example of what Bartek just said. So my round one, I played against Doug, who's on Danger Planet, uh, and he it was funny because one of his friends told him Friday night. 
hey, here's this Sandeep stuff. You need to be careful of this because, you know, it's it's pretty good. And a couple of people are going to be running it at this tournament. And Doug drew me round one. And, of course, I'm playing Sandeep the whole weekend. So he's like, yeah, yes, they told me about this list. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. And he played uh, Yoko 2. And he he didn't bunch up in a circle but he had like a line as he kind of came out of his deployment zone. It was like a line of his 10 thunder crap, right? Which is still with a pyre marker is still kind of bunching up because you're all still pretty close to, to each other. So turn one, I just unloaded. I just dropped, I think after discarding for student of all and Lord of the elements and my three aetheric controls, I think almost everything except for Yoko was on fire and had, had some damage on him turn one and he was like this is a lot worse than i thought it was <laughs> so you told me after the game that one pyro marker could hit five models that's how close he was even yep. though because this list was like eight models yeah and i was like that's a significant amount of cars that your, your opponent's getting rid of <laughs> like that's well, so and, many and, and something well yeah because and that's the thing people don't realize like you don't want these shockwaves to hit all of your models so you are going to be using some of the cards in your hand after Sandeep's activation i've had it very much where my opponents only had one or two cards left in their hand for the rest of the turn right this is after yeah. you do your initial assault and even yeah, models we are talking about the very first activation right yeah because yeah why not yeah, this is turn one yeah because like you said you can toss yourself 10 inches up move four inches back and usually you're safe enough in that position where you know it'll be okay oh uh, but before uh, before you get going, Dixon, I just wanted to mention that he did have a um, Terracotta Warrior. And I was going to say, even models that don't either, they ignore the markers or if they, um, you know, have armor or if they're incorporal or whatever, these Shockwaves are still good against them because even though they ignore the marker, they'll still gain the condition if they fail the duel. So, yeah. Um, Terracotta Warriors, of course, they didn't get the condition, but they were still taking two damage. Well, one damage yeah. for each thing, which they only have like three or four hit boxes. So. Three. Three, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Dixon. So the question is something that came to me uh, in the in the weekend. Uh, can you guys describe the whole toss thing? I know how it works, but I don't know how to, to explain it very well. You know how, like you're saying, Sandeep gets tossed by Banasuba. So yeah. how explain that process, how you do that turn one. I'll, I'll let you explain it, Bartek. It's fun. Okay, so... Um, as we said, Students of All, it allows you to discard a card and uh, force a friendly elemental to take an action. So Banasova has a toss action. And he can toss Sandeep, um, but as the line of sight is drawn from the model discarding the card, so it was Sandeep who discarded the card, so you measure the line of sight from himself and he is within an inch of himself so yep. you can target <laughs> him with it yeah so he's just like am i sand deep do i want to be tossed well and he just kind of throws <laughs> throws himself at the melee uh yeah so it's it's a really and it is so hard to avoid Sandeep's turn one like if if I want to engage somewhere with all these shockwaves from Aetheric Control with Sandeep turn one, you can put yourself there just because of that toss ability from like Banasuva, which we'll get into Banasuva now since we're kind of talking about it. The toss is just 
really good for that opening kind of iteration. Um, so I would just say even, even first activation, I haven't done it a lot because honestly, I don't want to be that guy, but there's a lot of instances. Like if you're in flank or wedge, I could literally toss Sandeep and first activation, just throw down pyres in the middle of your crew. It's a free to walk. Yeah. Like for, well, it's not free because you have to discard a card, but it's basically discard. Yeah, but you're gonna have seven. Move. You're gonna have seven cards. You're alright. Yeah. yeah of discard course. a you're card, move of... ten inches is disgusting. I know because I do it with the Kurgan all the time, yeah. and it's still <laughs> like filthy. It's just filthy. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, but looking at his totem, I think Bonasuva is. Pro- I don't know. I don't know if you agree with this, Bardek, but I think he's probably the linchpin of this. Oh yes, he's. Um, you, you have to keep him safe for like a turn, turn one to three, something like this. Well, and, and that's why I think because he does have flurry, and I think that's actually a trap. I think if you're going in like aggressively trying to kill something with your tear apart melee, and you want to try to flurry, I think that's a trap because you don't want him in the mix too often because he is so important. Yeah, but after playing not... against you, I've I've seen you flurry once and never again. Uh, he's uh, actually he has a flurry and he has uh, he has the potential to deal five attacks. Yeah. So um, why not? You can do <laughs> this, but uh, I tend to do this to do it when someone comes close and yep. I know that I can hit him uh, in in the safety of my own crew, yep. or it's turn four, turn five when uh, th- there is no bubble. And my models are spread out, so I can just send Banasuva and and yeah, that, that's uh, the only time something. I do it is in the tournament over the weekend. I used it once the whole weekend, and that was to get my cursed point on a survivor that kind of jumped in the middle of my crew. And I was like, "All right, well, Banasuva is going to slap you a bunch," and and then I commanded the Lord of the Elements to have my Wind Golem finish it off. So that was fun. Yeah. Because uh, you can also uh, cast Lord of the Elements on yourself, which is quite fun. Mm-hmm. So you get one more attack, and you can discard the card with Banasuva to start off with uh, an attack, let's say. Yes, so he is an academic, so he does has the ability yeah. to discard to have another elemental do an action. Yeah, he can be on the both sides of uh, Students of All. Yep. Yeah, which is really nice. Um, and his mantra is really what kind of gets this crew singing because if you're within six inches of Bonasuva and you concentrate, you get to resolve your demise ability without being killed, which is huge. Yeah, I think it will unravel for this episode as we talk about the different uh, demise abilities. But uh, yeah, we talked about Sandeep and he can stagger everyone uh, in a huge bubble. Uh, I think the big, I think the big one is really from either the wind gammon or wind golem, oh, yeah. which lets you place a friendly model four inches away. Yeah, and uh, um, that's important to mention that uh, the, the golem or the gammon can also place themselves. Yep. Because <laughs> why not? So instead of walking six inches with, with the golem, you just uh, concentrate and place yourself within four, which is almost the same yep and um, yeah there are others uh, there are other uh, demise abilities but they are not so spectacular i think <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely the wind is the one that i think sticks out the most for sure 
but he has Breath of Fire, which is okay. I, I use that occasionally. And then, of course, I think a lot of it is either Terrapar. Actually, I don't know. Breath of Fire comes up decently often. The Toss is a big one. And then, of course, his bonus, just Lord of the Elements. I've used that to get another Concentrate on a model. I've used that to get another attack. I think a popular one early on in the game is to Lord of the Elements Sand Deep to put another Shockwave down. Because oh. it's not it's not <laughs> non-master, you know, you can just do it again. You can do it again twice because you can discard the card so that uh, <laughs> Sandeep drops another shockwave. Yeah. Uh, it's measured from Banasilva, but uh, if, if yeah. someone's close, why oh not? Oh no, my range 12 attacks, <laughs> whatever shall I do? <laughs> and this is why when you see, like, load em up in the pool, I think load em up is a pretty safe scheme for Sandeep because you can put five markers down in one turn. Just with Sandeep. Yeah, just, just with Sandeep, yeah. Then Banasova can concentrate and use his own demise to, to drop, like, the sixth. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing in Banasova, in my opinion, is Toss. Like, every single time I play against Banasova, I want to kill it. But Toss then makes it... Like, like we talked about it with Hinamatsu. You just chucked her into a corner. And, <laughs> and like, she is she's fast. Well, so that still takes that, like two walks. That's kind of why I think Sandeep's crew is interesting, right? Because I I can sit here and be like, okay, do I want to spend resources to kill this model? All right, let's kill it. And if not, I can be like, all right, I'm probably going to have to waste too much crap into Hinamatsu or this model or that model. Oh, you're size two and not guild and no laugh off? Okay, you're going to go 10 inches that way. <laughs> yeah, yeet, as the kids say. <laughs> I, so, but yeah, every single time I play, there's two things that I gotta watch out for is is Banasuba within six inches of the wind golem or the metal golem, depending on the situation. It's like I don't like random targeting beacons in the middle of my crew. Like he drops a scrap marker in the middle of my crew and then acts like he doesn't know what's that for. It's like, well it's it's <laughs> funny. Well, it's actually funny though. So that's one of the things I actually like about the metal golem is I'll throw a scrap marker in the middle of somebody's crew just to freak them out. And I don't plan on going over there, but, you know, I'm just like, hey, you know, that'll be good for later. And then it just freaks your opponent out and you just see him scatter away from it. It's pretty. Funny. Yes. Or put something big enough on top of it. That's, that's yeah. what I used to, with big, uh, bad juju. I would just sit on it. It's like, well, you have to be in base to base. So. Yeah. Then you're going to activate like, I don't know, an Oxfordian mage and says, okay, so I discard the card and the metal golem concentrates and... Why would you do that? Ah, so, no so you do use a Fordian mages. We never had success with any of them. Oh I yes, hate I, I, I hate I the Fordian mage. Uh, so, I um, sometimes I, I run um, a list that consists of an Oxfordian mage and um, three golems and uh, pretty much nothing else. And uh, I, I keep Banasuva, the mage, and uh, and Sandeep somewhere in the back, so they function like um, a makeshift hospital. So whenever I, I can <laughs> see that there is uh, a golem up front that is going to die, so I pull it, uh, pull it back, concentrate a couple times, and now uh, he's healthy again. Yeah, and that's kind of... So I, I see lines of play where I like the Oxfordian mage. I think, though a lot of instances where I'd like it is to remove conditions, but then you have to activate it early, so that can be a little cumbersome, and it's pretty squishy. The times that I've brought it, 
it gets kind of scalped up, scalped out quickly because it's not it's it's not as survivable as the Shastar Guard, which I guess is where we can go because I think you're going to bring one or the other in Sandeep. And I'm in the Shastar Guard camp just because I think that they're really freaking good. Hmm. Um, the reason why I like the Shastar Guard is because, well, one, I think the reason why you bring one of these two, either the Shastar or the Oxfordian Mage, is because you can put Arcane Reservoir on them by putting the upgrade on them. And gives you the seventh card, gives them shielded and counterspell, all that good stuff. But the reason why I like the Shastar Guard is for a few reasons. One, it is a stocky little minion like it's stat six willpower and defense it is arcane shield one so it's going to be arcane shield two it has hard to kill so it's actually pretty pretty hard to kill ironically right and then um it's mantra gives you two inches two inch pushes when you concentrate which doesn't sound like a lot but i had somebody comment to me over the weekend where they were like once i saw how much movement you were getting out of his mantra traveler I had to kill that thing. You were getting so much effective movement, like getting models in and out of combat, getting up the board, getting to, you know, the covert markers and all this other stuff. Um, but this, I wouldn't say the sneaky, but the good thing is if I have a crap hand, know the warrior on the guard is so freaking good. Like if you have a focus on him, which I always do, just whenever you cheat against your opponent, you get to draw a card after that in the duel. Uh, just really good. Just Brother, really I good. was I was ready to pounce on you if you didn't say that. Because many times in our games that's happened where you're like, I chuck a disc, I cheat a one. I chuck another disc, I cheat a one. I'm like, I hate this so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do to people with Lucas McCabe? Is this really how it feels? Yeah, and he, um, he also has, he's a sneaky tech piece for uh, armor piercing as well. Um, his sword is two, four, five. So obviously the two damage kind of sucks, but when you start hitting moderate or severe and you have the armor piercing trigger, you can really start taking care of some, um, some tanky models. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I do think it's right. sneaky. Yeah. I do think it's sneaky because even against Hinamatsu, I forgot about it. If it wasn't for soul stones, I would have probably been dead. Yeah. So if you have a high tome, you're just like, yep, let's good and armor pierce this and, the uh, the shock room. I usually only do that shock room range attack if I get the trigger for quick shot. I usually don't do that by itself. Mm. Um, however, I almost did kill uh, the Victorias with the shock room. Uh, I spiked to four damage, which kicked down to two damage, but it almost killed them. So I was like, that was probably the best shock room shot I ever had. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> It has a built-in ricochet, so if you would yep. like to hit something that's uh, well hidden or I don't know, mm -hmm. it's uh, in stealth, yeah, you can do yep. this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah I mean, I've that... read Jokered on that thing by luck. Because it's... <laughs> yeah, it's that... like, you it's usually brutal. do it to hit something that's like behind a wall or something, something you can't see normally. And like I remember hitting that for like, I, don't, I forgot what it was, I think it was like the luck effigy or something, and it's just it feels really good. Yeah, and the the guard I just always get solid work out of. Um, I'm not even, like, when a master dives on the Shastar guard, I'm not scared it's going to die. I know it could die. Um, mm. But a lot of times I'm just kind of like, I think it only died twice this weekend. It died to the Vix diving on it. And then Maw 2 harpooned it into a pit trap, which sucked. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you monster. <laughs> 
it's it, in my experience it was the fact that he had uh the counter spell mixed in with the yeah. uh the shielded well, made it hard six, to take down. dude he stats six which is huge on this minion right yes Every time I've brought the Ox 40 and Mage, it just gets blown up. <laughs> and it's only and like, the difference is only one. It's defense five, but it's also health five. I believe, if I remember, something. Yeah, I think I think it's six on the on the yeah, mage. It is six. So it doesn't hit the bracket of seven because seven. I've talked about this before, but there's certain brackets that you have to hit for a model to be like good, and like seven seems to be like that that good you know number. Yeah, but you've got two shielded. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with the fact yeah. that it has some defensive measures, but for some reason, six, even with the shielded and stuff like that, just doesn't get there. However, yeah, I do like I, I do like your little triage uh, triage that you set up there, Bartek, because if you, especially if you have three golems and you're just being offensive with them, and then you know it's like okay, I'm going to bring you back to kind of my safe little bubble. That's definitely probably a better line of play than just kind of. Yeah, being in the mix because the Ox 40 Mage doesn't have legs to kind of hang out in a fight. It's easy to pick off. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to keep uh, the Mage safe and they mm. don't die so often. Uh, but uh, I think it uh, boils down to playstyles because yep. when you like to, to cage up, then you can afford to, to take a Mage. Mm. And you, you want to spread out and... Uh, be everything uh, everywhere at once so mm. take a shaster yeah, do you use um, the triggers on the elemental bolt do you use elemental bolt at all uh, no not really and I, I know there is a trigger it's uh, elemental tra transference mm. uh, let me check yeah, yeah elemental transference no I have never used it okay He's this there to heal stuff up <laughs> I, I just yeah. want to make sure if I try him again I want to do it right I use Arcane Conduit. Con I don't know how to pronounce it. Arcane Let's Conduit. Conduit. Yeah. Uh, Conduit. Um, because uh, when someone is staggered, I lose a lot of mobility and I like mobility in this crew. Uh, so uh, I think that's uh, the only way in this crew to remove conditions. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So if I though, that's the only time I've brought the Oxfordian Mage is when. I played against like Pandora or something, and I'm like, okay, I kind of want that to get rid of oh, some yeah. of these conditions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, mages, uh, I think they were quite popular with Sandeep One because when you summon a Gamin, uh, they are summoned with slow. Yep. Uh, so you can get rid of this slow. So we can like combine the the free Gamin into a Golem and uh, get rid of slow. So you get a full activation turn one. I think the next model that I want to talk about is one that I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't see a reason not to bring it is the four wins golem. I, I always bring this model. Yeah, it's, uh, I usually start building my list from uh, a four wins golem, two soulstone caches and uh, magical training because uh, he's fantastic. It's, Nothing yeah, I, uh, weak, nothing. I had lists where I wasn't bringing Soulstone Cash on the Four Winds Golem, but then I I kind of really started getting use out of it because, you know, not only can you use it to reduce damage, but the bigger thing is he kind of collects Soulstones for oh, me. Yes. Like, he just dunks, like, a little cheap model and be like, cool, that's Soulstone, I get a Soulstone here. Like, I think throughout the games, I usually get about three to four Soulstones with him. Against me, you got three Soulstones. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I, I remember playing against uh, Hamelin, and uh, Frowin's Golem was just jumping from, from a rat to rat. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I killed four rats in an activation. Just, just dunk a rat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he's, uh, I'd say probably some of his highlights are specifically, um, he gets the chi mechanic because he's a dual keyword with Monk, but his chi just lets him get a positive flip. It doesn't let him build in a suit or plus it by two. He just gets a positive to the duel. But every time you concentrate or every time a, uh, a friendly model within eight concentrates, he gets to just stack those chi tokens up to three, so it caps at three, because otherwise in Sandy specifically, it'd get ridiculous with how much chi you would get. Um, I think the biggest thing though, we'll talk about the back of his card, but on the front of his card is his demise ability, which of course you can place a model within eight, within four inches of itself. So it's like mini pseudo leaps that you get for pretty much your, well no, I mean it is the pseudo leap, but for every model in your crew, if they concentrate, or sorry, if the four winds golem concentrates, you get to do that four inch place. Yeah, that's that's really nasty, and uh, so it opens nasty. opens up so many vectors of attack that uh, my opponents rarely uh, rarely can um, expect. Yeah, and I use that on, um, and there's so many lines of play you can do with it. But I had last activation with Sandeep in round six. And I it was turn five, and I needed one more scheme marker. But Maw 2 was engaging Sandeep, so I was kind of locked down, right? So I just moved the Wind Golem next to Maw, did some Wind Golem stuff. But then when um, Sandeep activated, I pitched a card, told the Wind Golem to concentrate, got me out of combat. I double walked and dropped a scheme marker for my spread them out point. So just lines of play like that, just simple lines of play where it's like, oh, yeah, I need to be over there. Whoop, let's concentrate. And now my important model's over there because the wind golem. As, as an opponent, he is so hard to pin down. Yeah, like, his butterfly jump. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I was talking about, sorry, wow. I mean a Sandy too. Because yeah. of the wind golem, he's so oh, sure. hard to pin down. Like, you have to kill him. Like, you have to give him stagger. And even stagger won't actually, like, keep him pinned because... You have you guys have multiple ways to have Sandeep himself move himself, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's so frustrating. <laughs> so <laughs> coming back to Sandeep, when Sandeep did his alpha strike when he got pushed by Banasova and uh, and dealt three shockwaves and walked with with his bonus action four inches back, you. I mean, you, your opponent has to take care of him immediately because if not, he's back in his deployment zone. I just activate a golem, concentrate, and now he's back. We're back at yeah. square, square one, but you're burning six on everything. <laughs> uh, th that is actually a good point. Uh, exactly what you said happens to me all the time. So I'm kind of curious, Pete, how did Angel did it that you could not rescue Sandy before it dies? Because he first turn activated brewmaster or yeah, sorry yeah. first activation brewmaster turn two right and he just deleted sandeep in in, in one, one go. activation wait oh. and like in like that's exactly why i'm curious like you never so to... so he he pulled him out turn one he had a 13 in his hand to lure him out turn one he had last activation so he kind of doubled up on it right right so he got him out turn okay. one put some damage on him like maybe just a couple 
but Sandeep only has like 11 hit points. Mm. And then I played low stones because I thought it'd be funny and it, it was, but <laughs> <laughs> I built a list with zero stones Bartek and just brought two soul stone miners. <laughs> oh, I, I see. Yeah. Did that risky play? It can pay off, but uh, it, yeah. it would have if I got, cuts. well, I drew, well, and I, I think I would have been okay, but I drew my hand, right? And it was like really bad. Like I think my highest card was like an eight, and I was like, "Ooh, this isn't good." Ooh, that's and I, good. I had two soul stones, and I was like, "I think I need more cards." So I stoned for cards to put me at one soul stone, <laughs> and I only drew like a ten, and I was like, "This is not good." And I was like, "I think I'm still okay if Angel didn't draw like a gas hand, right?" Right. But he did. He had like a, I think he had a couple thirteens and like a eleven or something. So he stoned for the. Uh, liver damage and did like somewhere around 15 damage to Sandeep to kill him. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I think he even had an action because he used his blood poisoning or whatever to kill him. Okay. So I, I think he even had a, an action to just walk away after he did it. Just kind of like, yep, I did that and walked okay. away. So, so what you're describing is just basically a perfect storm. So unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, you know, and that's why I said it was a gamble. I mean, I have no problem playing little little dicey sometimes, and sometimes it plays it pays off for my play style. Sometimes you get uh, caught with your pants down, and that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I didn't have an opportunity to to activate and kind of get back to the crew. And actually, so the funny thing is, at the end of turn one, where before Angel kind of drew me out a little bit. I had Sandeep in my crew. Like, he was kind of by my wind golem, by um, Bonasuva, and I was kind of, like, pocketed in. But because of that lure, I mean, I think it's a stat six or something lure on Brewmaster, so it's pretty decent, and it gives some poison out, and it was able to pull me out of my crew. And since he got first activation turn two, he was able to, you know, do well with that. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't think there are really good ways to keep Sandeep safe. I mean, we don't have uh, LLC in, uh, in Arcanists, and we don't have a decent take the hit, so I mean, you can yeah, try... Yeah, you gotta take like a mannequin out of keyword. Yeah. yeah. But that was banned, so I couldn't do that. <laughs> oh, in, in any case, you could have saved them had you had a high card in your hand, or like yeah. it, it was like a couple of things just perfectly aligned because yeah. i was i was like shocked by that because i've seen you come out of like nasty crap before as soon as you told me it was like my highest card was a 10 i was like oh <laughs> was, like, that makes sense and yeah that's what i was saying it's like if if i if if angel didn't have a stacked hand i think i would have been okay there yeah um but then i had a crap hand and then he was able to get me out of there and it's just what i mean you, at the end of that i was just kind of like well I got to try to make this game, <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's get to work. But going back to the Wind Golem, um, his attack actions are amazing. Um, up We Go has two, three, four damage. It's your typical Up We Go, but it has a Collision Trigger and Pouncing Strike. So I Collision Trigger is good for killing um, hard-to-kill models. I found that really good for that. Oh, yeah. Um, and Collision is also on his Wind Blast, which is a nice little one, three, four damage. Oh, he's built so, in. And that one's built in, yeah. So that's pretty good. And it doesn't come up a lot of times, but Gale Force randomly 
will remove markers that are problematic. I've used that to get rid of like hungry land markers that Dixon drops. <laughs> <laughs> and he has leap just because, you know, he's a windy boy, so he can leap around. Uh, it, it, I like to, it's, it's hard to pull off, but sometimes it's, it comes, uh, comes out quite funny when uh, you bring, I don't know, an ice golem and you manage to pop up a blizzard, then you can uh, up we go someone into the blizzard or into the yep. vents team. And suddenly we are talking about a minimum of six damage per attack. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. That's what I did to Dixon with Hildegrad. Because, <laughs> you know, Hildegrad doesn't let me use my focus. So I was like, okay, she has to die. So I ended up like picking Hildegrad up, dumping her, getting yep. the collision trigger, dumping her into vent steam. And she, I think she died off in one hit. <laughs> well, well, you did five damage in one hit. Yeah. From three different sources of damage. And then you, nice. you just slapped her slightly once, and that was it. <laughs> I was I was shocked. I was I saw, as soon as he hit me the first time, I was like, "Oh, she's dead." Oh, <laughs> this is not good. Oh, but yeah, that, as soon as you started talking about the blizzard, it just reminded me exactly of that moment where Hildy just died. The Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. There's so many lines of play with Sandeep where there's all these layers, and. I've had it before where I've had two vent steam bubbles up because you can discard and then the vent steam oh, yes. stays on the model that discarded. And then the metal golem can do it to put it up where he is. So it doesn't come up often, but it can happen. Don't do this with Blizzard because when you're going to walk around in your own Blizzard, you're going to get busted. Yeah, you got to be very careful. There was a game I played against Lance where I put Blizzard up and I shoved the Ice Golem into his Shenlong crew. And we played this mini game for the entire turn where we kept pushing it back and forth because he was playing Shenlong. So he blew the Ice Golem back into my crew and then I'd push it back into his crew and then he'd blow it back into mine. It was just this giant, like, I don't want it kind of game. Hot potato, as, as it were. Pretty much. Uh, so it's just so funny. Um, but yeah, the the wind golem is just so good. It's um, I and he, he's got middle of the storm. We yep, didn't yeah, talk about yep. this. And it, it uh, came clutch in my game against him, and it came clutch in one more game. Uh, I think it was Ma, because like middle of the storm also lowers her damage or something. You told me about. Uh, and it was good, even even when it's not doing anything. It's good because it it forces bad shots to the point where they don't take it. Like I wasn't even scared of Fuhatsu because I was I had everybody in the middle of the storm, so I was like, yeah, I mean, if you want to shoot my stuff, I'll take one damage. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. He he says something about like he was at the MVP the entire weekend. Do you have yeah. any like at least two key moments that make you proud of your boy? You're talking about me this weekend? Yeah, because like literally, oh Bartek, literally the entire weekend he was just like singing the praises of the wind golem because like it was his MVP. <laughs> I think everybody should do this like all the time. When yep. you're playing Sandeep, you should be humming a, a song of praise to, to the foreign scholar. <laughs> yeah, I think um, probably the highlight for me was really game six, because game six, I was definitely tilted. And I was like, because he dove Maw 2 into the middle of my crew and was just kind of sitting there being a problem. So the wind golem let me disengage from that so it let me kind of get models away from maw to spread out so she couldn't just be a pain for my whole crew and then i just shot the wind golem out start hunting down bushwhackers their survivor 
the rock hopper, uh, the wind golem killed the rock hopper, so that was definitely good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, um, like, shockingly, he doesn't ignore armor, but he might as well ignore armor. <laughs> I mean, he gets so much just ping damage because I was, um, I was just kind of putting stuff in fire. I was, you know, um, repositioning stuff, getting soul stones. Um, yeah, I, I think if I didn't have the wind golem, I'd probably lose that last game just because of how flexible and just he helped my crew kind of work around that problem that is Maw Tucket. For me, the biggest uh, advantage of the Throwing's Golem lies in the mobility of this crew because you yeah. can move the Golem, like you can walk him twice before he even activates. Yeah. Uh, that means you've got, and probably give him focus plus two and three yeah. chi tokens. Uh, so you've got to activate in the middle of the board, charge virtually anyone, bring him back, and leap back. So uh, yeah. you've kidnapped a model with um, like zero sacrifice. Yeah, and I, I do I do think it's a mistake if you don't bring the wind golem. I know that there are some people that will skimp on points to bring the wind gammon, which the wind gammon still does what the wind golem does for the demise, but that's pretty much it because the wind gammon is pretty much a scheme runner. It's going to run you the schemes. It's going to... Um, maybe get a little bit of damage in there, but for the most part, it's there for the demise trigger to place a model within four and then scheme, and that's kind of it. Yep. Also, like people think that he is almost as equally to keep alive. No, it's not true. It's, it's Wingaman is like half, less than half of the cause, but it it's so much easier. Like uh, like it takes a fifth of the of the amount of effort to kill. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's right. I, I have to agree totally. I Sometimes I play a list with um, a Wind Golem uh, and three Ice Gamin. Then turn by turn, I um, I change one of the Ice Gamin into a Wind Gamin. Yep. Uh, so I've got three Wind Gamins for the cost of 12 points. Uh, and uh, they are great skin runners. Yeah, I had... In the Carve a Path game, I literally had one Wind Gammon running both Carve Markers in that game. Nice. How? <laughs> because you just because you can do out of activation actions, so you toss a card to have it push the rock, and then it has a leap, so you just go, I'm going to push, leap, push, and I just did that for the rest of the game, and it worked out fine. <laughs> My God, Pete. It's like you make that... You make that uh, strategy way too easy to sound. Like, you make it sound like it's easy. It's easy. You guys suck. With some deep. <laughs> well, it's kind of one of those things where you can really... I, I try to gauge where my opponent is sending the markers. And in that game, he just sent it off to the right. So I was like, all right, I'm going to run it to the left with my wind gammon. And if he wants to challenge that, I'll send, like, the wind golem over there to clear it out. Um. And he ended up kind of fighting in the middle, so I didn't even really have to do that. And yeah, I just I didn't get all four points, but I I had all I had three points off that. So, and it was just a little wind gammon that did it. Um. So yeah, going into since we're talking about golems, so I do prefer to always bring wind golem. Uh, then off of that, you kind of have three options. I feel like in most Sandeep lists, you're going to bring two golems. One of them is going to be the wind, yeah, and then it's going to be what 
yeah, it's, it's going to be what's your flavor for the others. Uh, out of the three that's left, so you have the the fire, the ice, and the metal. Do you have a favorite golem that you like to bring? Uh, definitely my favorite, well, my second favorite is uh, the ice golem because he's yeah. the heavy hitter. He's <laughs> quite self-sustainable because he can eat all these uh, ice pillars and heal himself. So I have a free soulstone cache for Banasuva. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, dealing seven damage on one hit, on one hit, it's all I need from this guy. Yeah, I mean, if you have an ice pillar nearby, it's going to be min four damage with the huge fist. Uh, Lord forbid if if anything has slow. I mean, it's just going to destroy models if it has slow. Yeah, and he's got three attacks potentially if you place him right. So mm -hmm. he's he's quite nice. Min four yeah. alone makes this model great in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it has the it's the splashy damage. So you just have to recognize that once people play against Sandeep, there's going to probably be a little armor piercing in their list because if you have armor piercing, the ice golem is not very hard to deal with. It's you have to be very careful positioning because if you just throw the ice golem out there, it's going to die to armor piercing. It's only defense four, so they're going to hit it most times, and it's only got nine hit boxes. So if they start doing like you know, four or five damage with armor piercing, it's going to die pretty quick. Um, it, it can go away in one activation with a master who ignores armor. Yeah, if yeah, you can definitely kill him in one uh, activation with, I don't know, like yep. Gunsmith. Shenlong, Shenlong killed him in one activation. It made me sad. It, yeah, masters yeah. definitely can, but not even Masters. You've got something with high stats and uh, yep. two, four, five yep. uh, spread. You can You can do this. So yep. in our games, uh, freaking Pandora using its own attack against himself, uh, freaking Maw, Maw ignoring armor, just period, end of story. And uh, there was one more, Pete, do you remember? I think it was, oh, oh it was your um, Hoffman 2 when I was playing Sandeep. Yeah. Hoffman oh. 2 would just be like, yeah, <laughs> just lasering yeah. him. Anyway, but well, yeah. Yeah, and the cool, <laughs> well, the cool thing about this, right, is you can you can do student of all, right, and you have Lord of the Elements. So if if you get in a situation, you can really get five ice golem attacks a turn. Yeah, I mean, I've had Sandeep punch stuff as the ice golem. That feels good because <laughs> they don't like Sandeep's engaging something, and you go, "Cool, the ice golem's going to attack through Sandeep." Punch. <laughs> what poor soul did you do that to? I don't remember, but it's fun. <laughs> it sounds fun. <laughs> My absolutely favorite tr trick is when someone uh, stands like within two inches of uh, of my academic. So, okay, you're not going to hit me. You don't have two inch uh, melee attack. And I discard the card and I attack him with uh, Wind Golem. So, yeah, yep. now, now you're here. Yep, feels good. That does not <laughs> feel good at all. <laughs> I think my favorite... Golem, just because of counterplay, honestly, is sadly becoming the fire golem. It doesn't have as spiky damage as the other two, but it's using three, four, the five? fire, yeah, yeah three, three four, four, five. And I just think that one, putting out more burning puts a lot of pressure on your opponent. 
the games that I play the fire golem, I've had, I played against Jim and Jim is like the pressure that burning puts on a crew when you play the fire golem is really severe. Like it's bad with just sand deep, but when you also have the fire golem putting out, you know, two, three burning when it hits you is also pretty bad. Plus it's bringing a pyre marker with it usually. So, and when people bring armor piercing specifically, reducing damage through fire is actually better because it's like they brought all this anti-armor tech for the ice golem or the metal golem and the fire golem just doesn't care it's just like cool i still have armor too essentially because i'm gonna have like burning 20 by the end of this game on it so it's pretty good walk drop the pyre marker on top of yourself walk on pyre marker say yes to the fire like it's so dumb it's so dumb. yeah and he's got another shockwave if you want to go this way yeah, so right. you've got someone staggered already then make him uh, suffer so more he, yeah he and can when teleport I... to enemy models right? oh yeah yes I that's right. you, you can do it to any model that has burning okay so it, it can be friendly or enemy and it's his bonus it's draw off the flames which come it i've had that come in clutch before okay um, because you basically, you place base to base with the burning target, but then you remove, um, I think it's up to three burning off the model and put it on the fire golem. Uh, and then you can just go in and just smash something with, you know, with your, uh, huge flaming fists. Yep. Um, the flame tornado is okay. I usually don't go that route. I usually kind of position to either you can scheme decent with the fire golem cause it's so mobile, right? but three, four, five is still good where you're going to threaten a lot of models. The, the big thing that I noticed with that just now it's, it's a tactical, there's no resist. That seems gross to me. And again, I think we have forgotten the dangers of Karis cause I haven't seen Karis in a while and I don't think she's bad now. So yeah, fire golem may be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think other mother, other masters are stronger than Carries, so that's why we don't see her often. She, she had uh, she had her moment with um, with uh, the Watchmen when you could have given her a uh, free uh, free focus. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that. Uh... Karis is interesting and we'll kind of talk about it later because there's kind of a list where um, Angel mentioned to me that you can bring Sandeep as a double master with either Rasputin or Karis. And that that makes her pretty interesting. <laughs> if, if, like I got ill when he told me like what he wanted to do to me. I'm like, no, please. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just funny because... I mean, Sandeep just gets so much more pyre markers out there for Karis just to abuse things with. And since she's the master, now those pyre markers that Sandeep drops also give out injured. So, seems pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. So, and then the last golem that we have is the metal golem. Uh, this is the one I probably bring the most, just because I think it's also pretty flexible. Uh, you can ride the rails out of activation. So that gives you the ability to go in and smash stuff when you activate it. Um, because you can just be like, cool, ride the rails out of activation and go kill stuff. So that works out pretty good. Uh, vent steam. If I think there's going to be a lot of guns or something, or if I want to ping damage, vent steam is good to put out as well. And then, um, and then it's just, it's a pretty survivable model because you can put shielded on it. 
Um, and, um, yeah, it's just, it's just really, really solid. Plus off the rails is really good too for a six inch move. I found, uh, I just want to add as an opponent that bent steam has so much more pain on my side of the table than, than even looks like, cause I have to take that into account. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge aura. I mean, it's three inches off of a 50 mil base. So I yes. mean, essentially that's, yeah, that's you know, quite, quite a lot of damage, terrain. Large. Yeah. Free damage makes it harder to target you. Like it, it's, it's big on, on my oh, mental and state. If you have a high tome, I love getting it off the melee attack because you just get it off the tome trigger for condensation. So not only am I doing three, four, six to you with a positive, but now I'm also uh, yeah, going to put vent steam up to make it difficult for your crew. And yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not really a fan of Metal Golem Sandeep. I played a lot uh, with Mayfang, but mm-hmm. I don't have uh, many successes uh, with this guy. What's your preference? He likes the ice golem. Yeah, I, I'm the ice golem guy. Mm. So I, I won't say he's weak by by no means, but huh. uh, it's uh, <laughs> not my playstyle. I would say. So, so you like yeah. fire golem, wind golem, and ice golem? Is that correct? Um, sorry, I didn't get here. Uh, so you like the fire golem, the wind golem, and the ice golem in that list that you were talking about? Uh, no, if if I uh, no, if I play a list with three golems, I definitely take the metal golem. But if there's only two, I I'd rather have the the ice golem. So the funny thing is, and this is kind of the reason why I like it, is it gives me another another just kind of big beater to dive in on the back lines, because that last game I played against Maw two. And I rode the, cause you know, Maw 2 is putting out pit traps, which count as scrap markers all over the place. So I basically rode the rails into his crew using his own pit traps as scrap markers. <laughs> so I took injured and damaged, but it was worth it because I started getting in on his back line um, and took pressure off of my crew and put pressure on his crew, which was good. So yeah, it, it was, it was pretty fun. I, the metal golem didn't live. Uh, very long because the rock hopper was over there, but it was pretty good. <laughs> so we talked about this later. Uh, there was no good golem other than the wing golem for that fight because Moss specifically removes conditions. So even the fire golem would have died. <laughs> yeah, no, literally we were talking about it. I, I don't remember if it was this morning or last night, but it was like, holy crap, Moss gun well, it, removes conditions. <laughs> it, it wouldn't have died though, Dixon, as quickly just because... I'm still in range of uh, in the middle of the storm. So that reduces it by two. So I'm still taking less damage from range attacks. Okay. He would have to pull me out of the aura and to do the clearing thing. And in that case, I think he's using a lot of resources. So I'm probably okay with that. Okay. As opposed to that oversized drill, just doing like four damage to the metal golem's face. Right in the face. Yep. I think the Mataket is generally a great anti-golem tech because uh, when she when she drops when she places a four winds golem in a in a pit trap, you can't butterfly jump out of it, and yeah. she's going to push you back. Yep, it's just like get back here. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. <laughs> and it counts uh, as separate, right? Because it's not part of the same action. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you get another ping of, of damage and injured. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
All right, let me look at uh, all this stuff. So when do you, so there's two two other things I want to talk about. So going off of this gammon kind of kind of train, do you ever bring gammon and leave them as an ice or fire gammon, or are you always changing them into a wind gammon eventually? Mm, I don't really use fire or ice gammon. I sometimes use poison gammon because I think they hit the hardest. So when I have to change one gammon to another uh, and need some some little firepower, I, uh, I think I have used uh, poison gammon twice to some success. But uh, mostly it's um, uh, mostly it's uh, it's wing gaming. Okay, and then the other question I was going to ask before we get into some of the flex picks and then some of the other things is how often do you like playing Kendara? Because I I probably have her in about half my lists. Mm, not that often. Uh, I use her as a tech. Tech, tech pick. Uh, when yeah. I need staggered X against, I don't know, against Riva, that's really great. And uh, against uh, Leviticus, because uh, when I play against Leviticus, I I really want to assassinate both wives turn turn one. Yeah. So I can kill one of them with uh, with the golem, and then I need an academic that I can toss ten inches and uh, go and find the other wife. So I take either Kandara or Kudra to do the job. Okay. Mm. I don't. I don't ever bring Kudra, but I definitely like Kandara. I. Um... I think her serene continence can be a real problem for a lot of crews. Uh, she's also agile, which is never a bad thing. She can just kind of walk away from models. And then I, I actually do like her mantra. There are some games where you'll draw like six cards a game. And then there's other ones where it's like you draw one. But uh, because when something concentrates, if it's a tome, then you get to keep the tome essentially when you look at the top card of your deck. But like you were saying, the big thing is when I want when I think my opponent's going to either be aggressive, I like her for I've got your back as another like emergency get them out of there trick. But then the throwing knives to put out staggered is really kind of where it is. That's really where you want her is if you think you're you're going to want to stagger stuff and just kind of really punish them. Um, that's that's what you want to do with those throwing knives. Um, I did use her paired knives to kill a uh, Ronin off in game three this weekend. So that was pretty good. Uh Added, added thing that has happened multiple times in our games, she catches Black Jokers. Even if she yes. doesn't draw them. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, that's you, correct. You constantly be like, look at the top card and then go like, I'm going to do this random action now for no reason. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to toss a knife into my own model and I won't well, relent. The, the, well, the best time is when... Um, so you'll concentrate and it'll be like Bonasuva's activation, right? So you concentrate with a model like, ooh, that's the Black Joker. I'm going to toss a model because it'll still go off. <laughs> it happens all the time during our games. I'm just like, okay, she may not draw you cards, but she she like predicts the future constantly. Yeah, that, that is pretty good because I can look at a card and be like, okay, I can use that for a leap. Or I'll look at a card and be like, okay, this is a crap card. I want to get rid of it before Dixon, you know, attacks me or something. So... Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of kind of predictability you can do with that, even if you're not drawing cards off of it, for sure. Um, okay, so I think after going through all that, there's a couple of tech models or a couple of like 
out of keyword models that I'd say probably see the most with Sandeep. And one of those is definitely Cassandra. Oh yeah. Uh, if you get she a chance to popular. burn, yeah. If you get a chance to ban performer, uh, definitely do that against Sandeep because Cassandra is going to find her way in a lot of those lists. The main, the main thing is because she can upstage Sandeep's bonus. So you can, if you bring her, you can do your bonus with Sandeep twice. So um, how, many, how often did it happen this weekend? I know it happened at least once. I don't know, man. Word got around and performer got, performer got banned in almost every game that I played. <laughs> That's just funny, bro. The word was going. People are like, yeah, if you're playing against Arcanist, just ban performer. <laughs> yeah, they were like, ban Nephilim for me for some reason. And whoa, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, she's also just a good schemer. And Breath of Fire is good. So you have that available as well. Um her bound sword's okay. I've used that to get a good reposition trigger. She's nimble. Um, so yeah, I just, I just think she's she's a solid pick. I don't know if there's any other out of keyword models that you like, um, Bartek. Um, yeah, there are some models that I play out of keyword, not because they are uh, good with uh, academics, but because they are nice tech picks. And uh, I don't know, N Neil Henry is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pretty yes. good. He's used yeah. it against me with Titania. That man does work. Mm, oh yeah, I I played Neil Henry into Titania recently, and uh, it's like okay, that, I'm that gonna. That bulldoze comes in clutch. Yeah, a bulldoze and uh, ignoring armor on your uh, big guys and uh, stunning your your rider. So. Yeah, and Titania. That's... If you stun Titania, you pretty much won the game. Oh, I didn't think about this. Yeah, yeah it's nice. It's, it's a little tech pick. <laughs> uh, Softstone Miners, obviously. Yep. Because uh, why not? Oh. There's a rule of thumb. If you've got six uh, stones uh, laying free, you can just pick a, a miner. Yeah, no, literally what Pete did. That's the reason why I was like, yeah, I guess that's just general knowledge for all Arcanist players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think also the kind of going into the versatiles, I don't think you can go wrong if you decided to bring J5 or the Gearlings. Because you're, you're, put, you're putting out so many conditions, you're just getting free bonus actions with them. Bartek, like, we were playing round four, and he just sneaked a, a, a Gearling all the way to the corner on the bottom right of me after I had moved up the board. And I was like... That's probably going to give him like three VPs. And lo and behold, half his points were literally that one gear gearling. It's so it's insane. It's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I just realized that you can uh, you can use, uh, you can concentrate the four wins golem to place a gearling. And then he gets a free shielded because uh, <laughs> because of automatic movement. So yeah, that's... fast. It is so fast. It doesn't attack, it doesn't take damage too well, but my lord, is it fast. <laughs> uh, yes, and if you've got a Gearlink, you can take Harrison, because yeah, why not? Some yeah. healing, uh, some some more movement, that's okay. Yep, so, I mean, if, if you don't feel like bringing a Wind Gammon, you could always just bring a Gearlink, and it does pretty much the same thing. Yeah, pretty much, that's right. Do you ever feel the need to bring the mechanical rider? Uh, 
I yes, sometimes when I play against uh, well, especially when I play 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 against uh, models with a lot of um, terrifying, like Jackdo, and I can draw some cards so I can survive the <laughs> inevitable uh, spam of executes. Yeah, and there's not too many. I do have a couple lists where if I'm playing like the Ice Golem, there are some lists where I'll bring like a silent one out of keyword just because, you know, that's an yeah. extra that's an extra healer and it kind of synergizes with the Ice Pillars, which is nice. Yeah, uh, Pete, you also mentioned something about the Arachnid Swarm. I don't know if it was with Yeah. <laughs> so I have a list that I've played a couple times, Bartek, where it's pretty much like two Golems, the Shastar Guard, and a, an arachnid swarm with diesel engine so it's a it's a tight six inch or six uh, model crew but it's pretty fun because that arachnid swarm gives you you know vent steam or not vent steam but sputtering exhaust for your crew starting off and then it kind of just you can toss it because it's only size one so there was one game where i tossed the arachnid swarm and on turn two, I scored Sabotage and Breakthrough with it on turn two. I, I'm a huge fan of the Arachnids. They are, uh, they are really fantastic. I think people don't find them very popular. Uh, sometimes I they, even... They pick, forgot. Yeah, they forgot. They, um, I sometimes play uh, free um, small Arachnids. So mm-hmm. I've got more actions at the beginning, especially in uh, break the line. Yeah, yeah because but... I, I brought it in, in round one. I brought an arachnid swarm. And turn one, I killed off uh, Yoko's totem. I just with, went over with there. With the swarm. Yep, with the swarm. Nice. And then turn two, I just ran across to score a breakthrough. And then turn three, I started bringing it back into my crew just to start kind of causing chaos with some of the more uh, techie models. I think I killed the, um, what was it? The uh, Terracotta Warrior. I killed that with the Arachnid Swarm. So they they do work and they're, they're not super easy to deal with sometimes. Um, and they're unimpeded. They get positive to damage. Yeah, they have is... nimble, so they are really fast. Yep. My God. And with devastating strike and latch on and strength of numbers, you can uh, you've got a double positive to your damage flip. Yep. That's a triple positive on a charge with uh, charge through from. Uh, yeah, you're you're probably hitting that five damage. Yeah. You're probably hitting that five damage. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never heard of that. We just say plus three flip on the damage. I want yeah. everybody to realize that this thing is basically stat six when it's in base to base contact, and yeah, somehow right. it it erased from our memories because this this was a model that got nerfed and it's still <laughs> great. I'm just like losing my mind over here. Yeah, I don't I don't think you bring it all the time, but in some pools where it's like you can run it to go score and then come back real quick, because it gets that when you have diesel engine specifically when it activates you have on the move so you get a little three inch move and then you can do your bonus to walk and then you have a five inch charge so essentially what's that like a 13 14 inch threat range for a charge that's not taking into account uh toss well that's the cool thing man when you toss this thing 10 inches you can really threaten some models like there will be a scheme runner like way over there and you just toss this thing 10 and then it has a 14 inch threat range so that 24 inches that you can just send it just go 
and you can toss it through you know severe terrain it ignores terrain for movement purposes of course severe of course so that's what i'm saying you can toss it through terrain and not not have any difficulty really i i started thinking that uh, arcanists have quite strong cruise synergies keyword synergies so Mm -hmm. um uh, I myself tend to not take a lot of versatiles because I am missing on something else. And yeah. that may be the reason why uh, people don't play the arachnids that much. Yeah, yeah I think it, I think you want to have a very specific role for it in mind. I don't think you just want to bring it whenever. Um, like I said, I usually like bringing it if there's sabotage because it can go score that on its own and then get back quick enough to kind of... Um, pick off other things. So, and Sandeep's solid enough where I feel like he can hold it down while it does something. We are talking about 10 soul stones with yeah. the swarm and uh, diesel engine. That's the cost of uh, four wins golem. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. 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 The list that I, that I brought it in that I kind of settled on is so it's Sandeep with Vanasuva with Soulstone cash because Dixon has traumatized me to always put Soulstone Cash on Donasuva. Uh, and then I have the Shastar with Magical Training, Four Winds Golem with Soulstone. That list I had the Metal Golem. And then I have the Arachnid Swarm with Diesel Engine. So I basically have four models that are 10 stone models in this list yes, or more. But they hit like Mac trucks. So it kind of evens out. You, you got me inspired. I will have to check this out because this, Do try. it really, really sounds, sounds funny. Oh yeah, and uh, it, it makes the metal golem as well. Yeah, it makes the metal golem dangerous. I'm sorry, more dangerous because now it becomes stat six. Oh, nice because Lachon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's like it's super well, gross. And something that people need to recognize is it's you're going to have a list a lot of times with Sandeep that are only six or seven models, and it's not really even that bad because. You got to think you're discarding with student of all to get extra action. So that's probably two or three extra actions you're getting. And then you have Lord of the Elements, which is giving you another action. So, I mean, even though you only have six models, sometimes you have four extra actions that you can use for profit. Uh, there's uh, actually, I wanted to talk about this uh, like half an hour ago, but for, I forgot. Uh, Sandeep has quite nice uh, card um, interaction because if you've got weak cards most masters don't know what to do with them you're just gonna discard and make like three four more more attacks and uh, if you don't if you've got a solid hand you don't have to you can just hit your normal attacks and concentrate and hit uh, harder with cheating severes yeah and i think that brings us into our final kind of part of this conversation, which is kind of like, what does Sandeep do, right? And I I really have found that Sandeep can run every pool that I've come across. There's never been a pool that I've seen with Sandeep where I'm like, oh, I can't run this. Even in corner, I can run. I actually think Sandeep unpacks really well out of corner. Um, if there's difficult terrain, I'm not worried about it because the wind golems help me kind of maneuver around terrain. Yeah, leap around. Yep. And there's tosses, so I can toss through where I need to. Uh, so it's very flexible in movement, and it's also very fast. It also can reposition and kind of play well. It has a lot of engagement ranges that lets you um, deny covert. It's mobile enough for guard. 
you have enough actions that you can do carve and then you have tanky lists that you can build that make it very difficult to kill it and curse so i find sandeep can actually play all the strats currently very well uh actually i i had a list of notes on on the other uh, screen and um I tried to figure out when I don't want to play Sandeep and the only scenario that comes to my mind is uh, when there are a lot of schemes that uh, require to put uh, um, to put out scheme markers because uh, the only way to do this is to interact. Yeah, yeah I think um, you're right there. So like I don't play, so if there was a pool where it was like spread them out, sabotage, breakthrough, and public demo and maybe vendetta i would think maybe of not bringing sandeep there because that pool can be a little difficult to score you i don't think you run into that very often though in this gg no you, you really don't but um, that's something to keep in mind yeah True. sandeep is quite quite versatile with uh, with what he wants to play <laughs> do so you have, uh, i just had a quick question Bartek. do you have yeah, any answers if you feel like you need to play Sandeep because of some other reason, it, do you have an answer for people that do drop a lot of scheme markers? Uh, do I have an answer for dropping mm. scheme markers? Like um, a play or something or a model that you like to bring? Um, no, not not really, mm. to be fair. Okay. Uh, I can bring Neil so he can bulldoze the scheme markers. Okay. Uh, but other than that, uh, no, I will be leaping around with uh, four, I mean, four, four wins golem and three gamin and trying to outscheme my opponent. Gotcha, gotcha. The uh, the fire golem has a flame tornado, which has the burnt to a crisp trigger. Yeah. So you that's, have. That's right. Okay, so if you I if I bring it, I'm not planning it, but if I bring it, it's there. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I like to keep it in mind because I would like to learn Sandeep eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I do think that's kind of um, that's something to think about as far as just you know, and even then I don't think it's impossible it's just not as efficient to drop a bunch of ski markers like that mm. I will say though that you're pro unless you feel like bringing like three gammon or something you're probably not ever doing public demo with Sandeep 2 um, no, no not really yeah, you're, but your on the other hand, how often do you play public demo with other crews? That's, uh, I think, one of the more difficult. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dead scheme to me. Yeah, it I exist. sometimes do it with with Colette or or Mayfang, because uh, you do it with Mayfang for sure. Yeah, and with Colette, when I when I decide to hire, I don't know, two softon miners, two gearlings, and five steam arachnids. It. Yeah, somebody told me that. They were like, well, you could just bring like six steam arachnids or whatever. <laughs> what the? You can. What? <laughs> I'm so confused right now. You uh, can do that? Yeah. Yeah, why not? I thought you were capped at like three models. Well, this is no, how much that, I know about this scheme. <laughs> no, it's, it's any amount of models that add up to like 18 soul stones. No, uh, oh, we are talking about the scheme itself. No, no, you have yeah. to pick three, uh, three models. Okay. Yeah. But when you have seven minions, I mean, let your opponent guess which which ones you have chosen. Oh. Which, so, which arachnid is it? Sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> 
Um, I like that. I like that a lot. I, I love load them up with Sandeep too. So if that's a, in the scheme pool, I kind of think uh, think that's a possibility. Like, oh yeah, that's that's a good one for Sandeep to score. It's it's almost auto two points in, in a lot of games. Yeah, that's that's quite easy. Um, breakthrough is easy with the golem. Yep. Almost too easy. Almost too easy. Assassinate because ah, you can kill everyone on the board if you're lucky. <laughs> I mean, you have enough actions, you can always kill somebody, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, I would like to see Pete try to fight against Castore. That would be interesting. I'm thinking. Oh, I, I hate yet. this guy. It's it's my menace. Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the healing's for real on that crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, leave your marks pretty good with this crew because you can just discard a card to have somebody score it just random um i would i actually so talking about a pool that i don't like playing sandeep into if i see a pool with vendetta and in your face i actually tend to not like sandeep in those pools because it's easy for my opponent to score those um because so many of your models are pretty expensive in sandeep that in your face if they kill something they're going to score it because i think half your models at least are you know eight stones or more <laughs> easily oh man um so yeah i mean sandeep's very flexible Mo like i said there's very few pools that i see that i'm like ah, i don't love sandeep into this i i can pretty much you know shoehorn him into any game i feel like a lot of times bartek i had to convince this man to just in case put two other keywords in his bag because he was literally like, I can do this entire tournament with Sandeep. And he did it, but I was like, just in case, put two more. Uh, I uh, When we were playing at the WTC, I, I packed like five keywords and ended, uh, ended up playing uh, Colette all the time. Yeah, I like Colette. Uh, uh, coming back to schemes, I uh, really like Hidden Martyrs with Sandeep because yep. I can pick uh, Banasuva and a Gamin or uh, a Mage. And my opponent yep. really wants to kill Banasuva. So um, I've got a point for this. So you're and not... Also, you're if, but aren't you telegraphing if you don't swap the Gamin? Um, you know what I mean, right? Because yeah. if you swap the gammon, you lose the hidden martyr. So I was like, yeah, but I, I don't always swap the gammon, anyways. Okay, so. just want to yeah, make sure. That, that, that's why I, uh, I pick the mage. To be fair, usually. Tracking, I get it. Yeah, because um, that's six stones and and uh, bonus is seven, so you can do it that route. I got you. I also, gotcha. if uh, if you get lucky and you can figure out which models uh, your opponent could have uh, selected for hidden martyrs. You can just uh, try and kill this model uh, turn one with uh, with Forwind's Golem. I uh, I realized that Idak really likes likes to um, choose Earl, Earl Burns when playing uh, Zip as his target for Hidden Martyrs, and I usually go for for, for this model turn one. So yeah, boy, no, no Hidden Martyrs for him. <laughs> uh, that's so good. Um... Yeah, and I, I don't know. We can get into now this last part, which is what what are some good counter plays or what are some good counters to Sandeep? Because when pe I think when people first see Sandeep, they are like, how is this able to be in the game? Because it feels really strong, right? 
and it feels like you're cheating because you're doing all these things that nobody else does in the game. Yep. The mind it's like didn't it's like didn't that model already concentrate? Or I had somebody who's like, didn't you already concentrate this activation? I was like, yeah, but it was that model, so now this model's concentrating. Yeah. Actually, I think there was one activation. I had three models concentrate. I activated Bonasuva. I had the Wind Golem concentrated, then Bonasuva concentrated, then I um, lowered the elements to have somebody else concentrate. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and shockingly, that's actually a, a masterful play because you're triggering so many mantras. Yeah, you're just drawing three cards. If you get lucky, you yeah, that's... pushing like pushing th three <laughs> models together around. Yep, placing a model four. Oh. So it feels like cheating. So what are some of the counterplays that are good against Sandeep or some of the good tech picks against Sandeep, do you feel, Bartek? I feel like, um, well, firstly, uh, Lafov is uh, quite a counterplay yeah. because suddenly you can't uh, kidnap a model and uh, just kill it with, with yep. your other stuff. Mm. Terrifying is problematic. Uh, I've got willpower five on on these guys. On, on the goal. I find, uh, I find incorporal models are also pretty pretty oh, good yeah. picks. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I'm dealing half the the damage with my uh, my shockwaves. Or like Maw two ignoring hazardous terrain was really good when I yeah. played against that. Mato has like a couple of things that I was like, oh my God, that is actually really good. Uh, this is where I'm also going to tip of the cap to you, Dixon. Uh, you, you like playing, um, you like playing Klaus when you're playing Neverborn. Uh, Klaus considers himself a friendly model, so he ignores like everything Sandeep does. Literally and, everything. <laughs> and when he gets into the crew, his pounce, he like has pounce, or no, you actually... I think you used the wind golem's attack and you got pouncing strike and started doing like damage to my models. Um, really good. So if you have models that can act as a friendly where you ignore Sandeep's stuff, that's really good. If you can obey my, my golem, that's, yep. that's a nice play. Uh, command construct against the, uh, the metal golem. I did that to Pete this week and to obey his wind golem like four times. <laughs> I still lost, but it was like it was. It went from like me losing six to two to me losing six to five. Yeah. Okay, that's close. Six to five. It's oh yeah, yeah. almost a draw. It came down. Almost. It came down to like two activations, uh, one in, in turn three and one in turn five. We talked about it. It was uh, it was pretty bad because like he was beating me soundly. And it was the gearling. The gearling did it. <laughs> that right there. Well, the gearling, you know, can scoot like twenty inches across the board. So yeah, and I just, still interact. Yep. So basically, I was like, yeah, I can just run him over there, Dixon, and deny you guard the stash. And I was like, yeah, I know. That's the reason why I was like, we can we can pretty much talk about it right now. <laughs> There's no uh, way I can score more. Yeah. So I I don't think, and you you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Bartek. I don't think bringing a ton of remove terrain is good against Sandeep. There's just a lot of stuff being put out that I don't think it's going to help you that much that people would think it would. No, uh, I think we agree on that. Um, because once uh, the markers are on, on the board, they are not that uh, important. Mm, the main function is to serve as a, as a shockwave marker. 
Yeah. And I mean, everything after that's just gravy. It's just trying to put a little more burning on you, trying to make you, you know, destroy it if it's an ice pillar, um, make you think around it. If, if you got a metal golem and there's a scrap marker making you kind of play around that possibility. But if you get rid of it, Sandeep really doesn't care. He's like, because honestly, if it was important, I can just discard a card to have Sandeep put it down again. Uh, yeah, you can sometimes uh, try to block a narrow passage somewhere yep. with uh, a nice pillar or two. But uh, that's it. That's uh, that, that's not the clue of, of, uh, of the Yeah, cure. so I, I wouldn't invest heavy in, in marker removal for... If, if no. you have it, it's okay. Like It's like, oh yeah, you know, if you have it and you can just use it, I mean, it doesn't hurt. But if you're specifically teching that model in for marker removal, I think you could probably find a better model. <laughs> uh, I'd rather have condition removal. That's, yeah. I think, more, oh, yeah. more useful. Oh, yeah. If you have condition removal is huge because you're going to have a lot of burning. Uh, there's going to be some staggered and slow, possibly. So, yeah, I definitely agree. I think that's the better play. Um, any other, well, I, I think we talked about this, but I think it's worth saying again, if you can kill Bonasuva, you need to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking, I was just thinking about this. So if you've got something like uh, Valedictorian, which can fly up to Bonasuva and kill him, yes, I think you should do this. Uh, and, uh, I think it's even more important to kill Bonasuva than to kill Sandeep himself. I, so that go. game I played against Angel, I was actually going to say that. I know it it put me behind the game to lose Sandeep turn two, but if I lost Bonasuva that early, that would have been worse, I think, just because of all the counterplay and stuff that Bonasuva sets up. I do have one question for Bartik. Uh, I know that Pete likes to put Soulstone Cash, but I've heard throughout the weekend that there's people that don't like Soulstone Cash. So what's your opinion on Soulstone Cash? On Soulstone Cash in general, or on Soulstone Cash on uh, Banasuna? On, on, well, both. If you if like, <laughs> no, seriously. Like, there's people literally throughout the weekend that were saying it's like, oh, I don't like putting Soulstone Cash because then you end up putting like four Soulstones into a model. So, how what do you feel about it? Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's one of the most powerful upgrades in the game. It's on on the level of uh, lead line and code. So I, especially when you've got a model that's got uh, a lot of damage reduction on its own, then uh, this additional one or, or, or two saltstone um, points of damage that you can prevent are are um, even more useful. And it's it acts uh, like a deterrent because when someone decides to shoot at your golem and it's like okay you've got armor you've got uh, middle of the storm. Possibly shield it, and you're gonna stone. Uh, so I need nine damage to, to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I actually. Yeah. That gets, comes into the second question then. So, do you put it on Banasuba or a Golem or both? I usually put in on um, Four Winds Golem because he doesn't have uh, any innate damage reduction. And I uh, give the second one to Banasuva unless I am playing on corner because uh, no, nobody's getting anywhere close. Yeah, I think that's the correct play. And the way I look at it is you're, you put it on Banasuva to help him stay alive. But 
you put it on the wind golem, yeah, for for damage reduction, but I also put it more on the wind golem to harvest soul stones. And I there has been more than one occasion where I've kidnapped a model and killed it with Bonasuva and the wind golem next to it, so I get two soul stones. <laughs> I uh, I played against uh, Summer recently and. Uh, there is a strange mechanic that you kill a model and it uh, summons a bio gremlin in base contact, mm-hmm. something like this. It's so <laughs> you kill a model and you get a soul stone. Then you also get a free um, a free bio gremlin that you can kill. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's I'm done with this. That's the number. That's the demise ability. Oh yes, I'm done with this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So definitely, if you can kill Bonasuva, that's a good counterplay. Of course, Sandeep, if he He's actually harder to kill than people think looking at his card, just because of all the ways you can kind of get him out of trouble. So If, if you can double tap him, he probably dies, but yeah. uh, it's, it's clearly a misplay if you let your opponent do that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, that's what I did against Angel, so hooray me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just saw that. I was like, touche. Well played, sir. Well played. Um, okay, well, last thing I do want to talk about is I just do want to get your quick thoughts on Sandeep 1 Bartek. Um, just mainly like how he plays, because I know he's a summoner, but how do you find him like when you play him? Like, how, how does that, I don't, we don't need the full thing, but just how do you generally use him? And do you, I don't see a way I would play him over the title, but maybe you can sell me a little bit on that. Um, well, um, uh... He likes golems as well as, as uh, the other guy, but uh, well, the, the playstyles are quite similar. To be fair, he's more okay. shooty because he can uh, channel his arcane storm through other um, academics. So he's staying in the back and uh, shooting two, three, five damage from uh, from safety of sixteen inches, something like this. Yeah. Um, He's got this action command the elements, which uh, allows a friendly elemental to push up to two inches and take an action. So you can hit your opponent with a golem in your own activation. Okay. And uh, he's got etheric detonation, which uh, detonates an elemental. So you just summon a poison gamin and detonate him. And, uh, everyone suffers f- free damage. Okay. So uh, I think he does pretty much the same as, as uh, Sandeep Font of Magic, but uh, in a less effective manner. Yeah, it's a, a little clunkier, it, it seems like to me. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a summoner, and uh, let's see how summons work when GG4 drops. Maybe he will uh, see some uh, some comeback. Yeah, and last thing I did want to hit up, just because I I do find spots for this on Phantom Magic, and I did want to mention it because I just thought of it. Um, so on Phantom Magic, he does have a gun that's 10, 10 range. It's a willpower six gun um, from Heaven and Earth. And this actually, there are times where if I have a high RAM uh, for the world around us trigger, it is pretty good because it's two, three, three, but then you do... Um, a damage for uh, if there's different um, different types of markers up to two. 
So essentially this becomes a four or five, five um, with some blast on it as well. So, I mean, there's been times where I've gotten that trigger to one shot a model, or I've done it to, you know, scalpel out a model that's kind of hiding in the back. Like I killed a guild mage with this one time. That was pretty good. Um, so it, it's not the main thing you're doing with Sandy, but I did want to give a quick shout out to it because the world around us trigger, I feel like has a lot of good spots, especially once again, for hard to kill models. Like if you do two damage to get it down to hard to kill, and then the trigger will kill it because the trigger happens after the damage. It doesn't add it to the damage of the range attack. Yeah, also if you would like to uh, spam some uh, shockwaves and you would like to stagger your opponent first, you can yep. use From Heaven and Earth and uh, um, declare Inner Peace trigger so you get a free To get the concentrate, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as you say, you can scalpel out models because uh, Etheric Control, well, <laughs> paradoxically, it doesn't give you control over where the damage yeah. is uh, applied. Yeah, you don't get to choose what fails it. But I will say, people that don't like shockwaves, Sandeep has a good shockwave game because even if all of your even if your opponent's models, all of them pass the shockwave duel, you're probably going to have a fire a pyre marker underneath models. So if they activate and do stuff, they're going to start gaining fire. Yeah. Dropping dropping pyre markers and stuff like that is way better than people think. Yeah. Also, it's draining uh, your opponent's deck. Yeah, you what? You hit like four models, so that's four that, cards away. And... That, that, was, that sure was a nice red joker. You flipped on that shockwave <laughs> duel. Oh, that's so frustrating. That's why, like, I don't even get upset when people pass it when they're flipping thirteens just for etheric control. I was like, that was just a five I used to get that off. So you wasting a joker or thirteen seems pretty good for me. Um, any any other random Sandeep thoughts that you have, Bartek, before we get up out of here? <laughs> um, there is one more action on his card. It's called Spark of the Elements. And I don't think I have ever used it. It lets you add a, a duel, a suit to a duel. And uh, I really don't know what's the point. I, I used it once and it seems fine. I actually... so. I did Bonasuva and I did Lord of the Elements to Spark of the Elements onto Sandeep to have a built-in RAM because okay. there was a, there was a line of play where I was like I can unload with From Heaven and Earth. Oh, and, okay, I can see that. Yeah, and I just unloaded and did like three pretty big, pretty because there was a bunch of models there. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to try to kill everything in this little bubble. I just went boom, 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 and killed like half the stuff. So. It, it has it has some play, but it's very corner case. Dude, that's really very good. Corners. Holy moly. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you want to do it on the model before it activates. So if I was going to do it to Sandeep, I would do it with Vanasuva. If I want the built-in RAM, I guess, on the Wind Golem, do it on that before. Um, but yeah, it's very corner case. A lot of times you don't need that action yeah, at all because banasuva is going to have soulstone cash and yeah. sandeep is a master so he has soulstones uh four winds golem has a soulstone cash so yeah yeah if, if yeah. you didn't if if we didn't have soulstone cash and arcanus i could see that action being better yeah um, but like you were saying really most times great. you just don't um if i tell you what if it wasn't elemental only I would do this all day to the Shastar Guard for armor piercing. Oh, but yes. it's elemental only, so you can't do that. 
Um, but yeah, you're not going to use that very often. So just kind of know it's there. And once you have about 25, 30 games with Sandeep, you'll find like, I, I probably have about 40 games with Sandeep now, and I've used spark of the elements like twice. <laughs> That's how corner case it is. There is the um, uh, essence of power is the last thing I would like to talk about because that's uh, that's a fantastic model that never never sees the table. So when we're talking you, about did, things did that did you say fantastic model? <laughs> it looks right. cool. I like it. He I didn't. Right well, too. I didn't know it was a model until I saw it in that random box I had to buy for Kendara. I was like, what the crap is this? I mean, a thousand. I remember when I. Uh, when I started playing Malifo, I used to run a list of Sandeep and Essence of Power and Envy, so I can position uh, the, the gun literally anywhere, and uh, I, I get to shoot with a 6+, plus. but uh, yeah, it was years ago, yep. and I really miss the old uh, days of naive Amplify Malifo. is pretty gross. It's like the one thing that I like about this card that I've seen on Vassal. Am I crazy? Because like literally, it's the thing that I love about this model, Amplify. Yeah, um, Amplify is, is really great, but uh, the model is crap and it's going to die before you, you okay. get to do anything with it. I've seen him played in in um, both Keras and uh, Raspi, so definitely not Sandeep. Okay. So I was shocked when you oh. mentioned it. I, I, think... I tried it uh, with uh, Hoffman when mm. I brought some uh, some guns. That makes sense. Yeah, I will say last thing that I had just pop in my mind that I forgot to uh, mention, probably because I don't want to tell people this, but <laughs> um, if you have irreducible damage, that murders Sandeep's crew a lot. That's everybody. Oh yeah. Tell me a crew that irreducible damage doesn't like hose. Um, people, I don't know. I'm just there, saying. There is none. That's the reason why I mentioned Well, I'm just saying, because you have, you have shielded, you have stones, and you have armor. So if you can get around all three of those with, I don't know, levy, it, it can be a problem. And it is, I did play that levy matchup, and it is a race of, okay, can I kill these waves and then kill levy? Yeah, <laughs> Before Bartek, my whole crew. Yeah, Bartek literally mentioned that. I think it was with the wind golem that you like yeah, chasing. Getting, yeah, them. you hunt down the waves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you have to do this. And I think uh, the another nasty matchup is uh, Yonza, uh, because she can hit you with your own uh, markers mm. with dredge up. Dredge up. That's good it's, point. Is it just her, uh, or, or yeah. is it like the seeker keyword in general? Um. No, I think the secret keyword is. Uh, I can deal with the secret keyword because okay. um, these guys. Uh, they. they um, I have problem formulating it. It's okay. So uh, you you deal damage, but you can do it in uh, in chunks. So suddenly mm. everyone is on on fire and uh, master runs out of life tokens. <laughs> Also, we can kidnap someone, break line of sight with uh, markers or big models. That's okay. Yeah, big butt. All right, what about you, Dixon? Anything you want to say about Sandeep before we get out of here? F Sandeep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really good master. I encourage you if you like. It's very satisfying to play Sandeep, too, specifically. There's just so many lines of play that you really can't do with a lot of masters and keywords that 
Sandeep just really has available to him. And it's really satisfying when you pull off those lines of play. Yeah. So, uh, Bartek, I want to thank you for coming on again. It was a lot of fun talking about the fonts of magic. Thank you, guys. I, I had fun talking with you as well. It's really great. And uh, have a great day because it's 9 o'clock right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So sorry, until... sorry for that. Oh, no, you're good. And then uh, until next time, make sure that you guys are flipping cards and flipping tables, and we will see you all later.